Welcome back to Influencer Business. I'm your host, Rich Scudelari. Happy to have you with us here today. We hope you're staying safe. We hope you're staying healthy. And please make sure you're following the instructions of the officials and the experts in your area. We all need to do our part to make sure that this virus doesn't spread any further. Listen, it's a tough time out there for everybody right now, but I do think you're going to find a lot of answers that you've been looking for in this episode of the podcast. We cover a tremendous amount of ground on the podcast today. We discuss topics like rates. You're hearing from people that you should be slashing your rates. Find out why that isn't necessarily the case. We talk about alternate revenue streams. How you know can you make money from different sources to cover your business, to make sure that you can still operate your business? We talk about brand partnerships, how you should approach them, and the consultative approach that you'll probably have to take. We talk about creativity and what it means to be an influencer during this time. So we cover all of these amazing topics. You're going to find a lot of answers today, and hopefully it'll give you some direction and give you confidence and empower you to move forward as an influencer and a content creator. There's also an interesting story behind this episode. So I was actually catching up with Risa Lake, a partner over at DBA, uh, an influencer agency. They represent a lot of really high-quality talent. And we were just catching up on the industry, talking about what was going on, how they were dealing with it vis-a-vis their brand partners, vis-a-vis their talent. I was planning on doing an an episode that is a general overview of the industry, and Risa was contributing to that. But as luck would have it, I was actually on daddy duty at the time. We were all kind of managing this situation. We're all working from home. We Some of us have children. And so I was on daddy duty, and, and I wasn't able to do my normal thing during an interview, which is take copious notes. And so I asked Risa, hey, listen, I, I can't take notes. I've got my hands full here, literally. Can I just record it so that I can focus on the conversation instead of worrying about making sure I'm quoting you right and stuff like that? So she agreed, and we had this amazing conversation. And as I was reading, uh, as I was listening back to it and taking notes, I just thought it was too good to try and summarize myself. You just need to hear it firsthand. And so I I sent her a note and said, hey, this was really good. Can I just publish it as an episode. Obviously, I'm going to have to cut it up because there was a lot of personal conversation and whatnot and and things not relevant perhaps to folks listening in, but she was absolutely on board. So that's what we're bringing to you today. I tell you this for two reasons. First, the audio quality is not going to be what you're used to on this podcast. I did not intend for this to be an interview aired over the podcast. This was just going to be a catch-up that I was going to reference in a general overview podcast. So I recorded it on voice notes. But these are the times we're in. Everybody's operating as best they can. And candidly, I think you need this information more than you need a highly produced podcast episode. Number two, if you hear some squeaking, some noises that sound like a young child, that is Coco just adding her little flair to the interview. Um, And hopefully it uh, adds to the ambiance. So that's a little background on the episode, but before I dive into the topics that Reese and I discussed specifically, I want to touch on leadership during a time of crisis because I think that Risa and DBA are doing an amazing job right now during a very, very tough time. As you know, they sit in between the talent and the brands. They represent the talent, but they also have a number of brand partners, and they've been working overtime to make sure that they're putting the best information and the best guidance possible into both brand and retailers' hands, but also their talent. And it's really important because right now everybody's looking for answers, and DBA is on the front lines. Risa, over the course of the last 10 days, has done three or four different webinars 
just to make sure that both brands and influencers are getting the information they need. They've really stepped up. I think it's a testament to their leadership within the industry. And as you'll hear, it's not just about their own talent. They're working with other talent managers at other agencies, trying to collaborate, trying to bring the best out of this industry as possible and making sure that businesses, both influencer businesses and brands and retailers, can make it through this tough time. And we'll talk about one of their major initiatives that they spun up in less than a week because they thought it was so important. Small business, big influence. It's really been a wonderful movement. I'll let Risa talk more about that on the podcast. She could do it more justice than I ever could. But I just wanted to call out the fact that I think that DBA and Risa in particular have been working overtime and doing a wonderful job stepping up and taking leadership role in what is a very young industry during a time of crisis. So thank you for that. And also, you know, appreciate Risa joining us for this conversation, albeit through a circuitous route. So let's jump into the conversation. I The first question I asked Risa was, how have you guys responded what are you telling your brands? What are you telling your influencers? What has been the evolution of your response since COVID-19 really started to hit? Yeah, I think that when when everything, when we realized that this was not going anywhere and was going to continue to impact our businesses and we moved to work from home, yeah. um, you know, our first step was really to, and, I, and I, I'll say this to everybody, is to really just be humans and yeah. to really try and connect and one, connect with our brand and agency partners who are going through really challenging times, who have, you know, spent months, sometimes a year, strategizing a campaign and developing a program and getting budgets approved all to find out that everything is being shifted and everything they work for is now no longer going to happen, which can be really challenging. And for us, as we look at how that you know, impacts our talent and our clients, you know, we have to look at the long-term relationship of that brand and that agency and look at what the potential is to pivot a program versus trying to put our foot in the sand and hand foot in the sand and say, you know, this is a contract, it must be enforced. So step one was like really trying to connect with all parties, making sure that, you know, our brands and agencies know that we were there from them, that we were going to support and that we were going to get through this. And then from the influencer and talent side, really having, you know, important conversations around what does this mean for their businesses in terms of how they should pivot content, what that strategy looks like, how they should be talking and communicating with their audience, Mm -hmm. how they should be looking at branded partners partnerships, how they should be speaking about branded partnerships, because in no world would we want just somebody to stick up a sponsored content um, post prior to addressing really what is happening in the world. Um, And then this week has has been, you know, we've seen a lot more asks come through. We have seen um, a lot more engagement and that's just like a whole other topic. Engagement is up across the board, but I think that brands now are trying to figure out how do they take and pivot um, certain budgets that may have been allocated to live events and festivals and what does that look like now in the, in the, in the world of digital and influencer, mm-hmm. but more so what does that look like in the terms of influencer having to create content inside? We're definitely seeing um, 
I, I think that everybody needed a week to kind of just like decompress, do whatever it is that they needed to do. But now we're definitely seeing there. And, and I think that the reason that we're able, that, that this is happening is because really quickly we started talking to our influencers about how are they engaging with their community? How are they sharing that information with us, which then behind the scenes we're sharing with our, our buyers, our brands and agencies. So mm-hmm. we did a poll um, with our with our talent asking, you know, what is the increase in engagement rate and conversion rate? Um, You know, when you talk about sponsored content and you address it with your audience, what percentage, you know, are pushing back versus what percentage are interested in seeing what that looks like. And, the, the the data and the firsthand information that we're getting from talent, we're now able to bring to the brands and to the agencies who were really hesitant because they're like, yeah. but is there going to be a backlash over sponsored content? No. And I feel like yeah. prior to COVID, you know, there were partnerships that would have negative, you know, backlash. Yeah. Like there's actually less of that now yeah. because there's a, everybody wants an escape. They want entertainment and that's what influencers are to them. So building off of that, the next thing I asked her was, what kind of creativity are you seeing? What are the things that you've seen that have really blown you away on the creative side? Because obviously we're all hindered in terms of the resources we have at our disposal. We can't go about and do what we usually do. So the the plus side to that is that we're forced to be creative. So I asked her, what has she seen on that front? I think that you made a great point. I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, in the early days of influencer marketing, prior to having any type of data before Instagram when there were just blogs um, and we were, you know, talking to brands about why they should work with these bloggers or influencers, everything that we had to do led with creative. Yeah. And I feel like we're now going back to that. It's Mm -hmm. going back to what is the creative concept that really makes sense, which is kind of exciting. I mean, it's also challenging because you're definitely confined more to the, the, the walls of your house. But I think someone like Jamie Beck from Ann Street Studio has yeah. done an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she has thousands of submissions now on her isolation creation. Yeah. Um, but she's just used used this love of art mm-hmm. to now create this movement where other people are creating art and sharing it. Yeah. Um, not sponsored or branded, but it's, I feel like, a really great example of somebody thinking creatively and not necessarily trying to capitalize on the, the times that we're in, but really trying to use the best, uh, best use of your time with what you have. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's really interesting to see a lot of spirit brands right now are really trying to figure out how they um, tap into influencers because yeah. there's, I mean, there's more digital happy hours than I feel like ever existed before. There's yeah. all the house parties. There's a lot of opportunities for get to for brands to get creative. And I yeah. think that we're going to see um, a lot more campaigns come out. I mean, I, again, we're, I feel like, Right now, we're like week one of finally kind of like getting into some of those creatives. Right. But um, I think that seeing also just this, so much collaboration, so many people going live together yeah. and wanting um, wanting to, you know, cross-pollinate communities, but really wanting to connect in a way that before would have been seen more as competition. And I even see now some of, you know, non-DBA talent who um, are reaching out and asking how they can get involved with either small business, big influencer, how they can collaborate with our influencers. I'm talking to a manager who represents a lot of amazing chefs and food personalities who have been hit really hard and the restaurants are closing and how are they collaborating with maybe some of our fashion personalities. So I think we're going to see a lot of really interesting collaborations of people that you would have never probably put in a room together. So next I asked her, what specifically are you telling your talent? What advice are you giving to the men and women that you represent, given what's going on in the crisis? 
This is a time where they can come up with creative, interesting content. And Mm -hmm. I think the talent that we're going to see, you know, post COVID um, that really rise may be a different set of influencers that are on the top of everyone's list today because it's going to be the influencers one that have done a great job of addressing it, but not being over um, overwhelmed and oversaturated with COVID, but those who have really, you know, created um, a community and created interesting, unique content. Like we yeah. see people are blowing up on TikTok. We see people yeah. like, I feel like Chris Lim and the creation of Rich Mom is genius. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's about really providing entertainment for the audience and nobody wants to see an outfit of the day right now. They mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. So how, how does somebody who used to, um, you know, amass thousands and, and millions of, of likes and comments on mm-hmm. an outfit that they took outside, right. how do they translate that to what's happening um, indoors? And I yeah. think that that really, you know, the whole thing that the whole reason why influencers build these communities is because the audience wants to know what they're doing, where they're going, who they're eating with, what they're eating, what they're drinking, what they're wearing, what makeup they're wearing. So they, they want this intimate look. And now is the opportunity because obviously influencers are, are inside that they yeah. can come up with that content that makes make, makes the most sense. Yeah. But it has to be, I think that right now, like, and the reason why TikTok is, I feel like growing and the talent who are on TikTok are growing is because it's entertainment and it's yeah. light and it is an escape from all of the heaviness that is happening in the world. And it gives, it gives us like, like something to laugh at opposed to like, Oh my God, did you see another stat? Like, mm-hmm. is my business going you know, down the tanks, like what yeah. is it that can be purely and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we saw, you know, towards maybe six months ago within the past year yeah. that Instagram was really, um, you know, they were, you know, pushing and encouraging talent to live more in the moment and it being yeah. less curated. And this is forcing that hand, mm-hmm. um, you know, what are, and we're also, you know, we're having to address so many different things at once. Not yeah. only are we having to, you know, address what's happening, you know, in the world outside, but also now we're have to figure out how do we, you know, take care of and entertain our, so these, these influencers who are business owners, they not only now have to run their business. Now they have to like, you know, take care of their children and be teachers and entertain yeah. their kids, figure out how to co-work with their husband or their yeah. spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's all, it's all going to go back to the content, which is really where this industry started from. I think that's a really interesting point. I also think if you're looking for silver linings, there's one right there, that the industry is going to revert back to creativity, which is really amazing because that's where it all started. The next thing that I asked Risa was, what are you telling talent who are worried about their income streams? Because oftentimes we forget that influencers are running small businesses themselves. So what are they telling talent who are worried about paying their rent and being able to just cover their costs? Um, I think making sure that they're really looking at it from the perspective of what makes sense now. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been having a number of conversations around affiliate sales and, you know, we see that for certain clients, affiliate revenue is up. Someone like a Courtney Kerr, she's doing beauty routines because everybody's stuck at home. They don't have anything else to do than maybe actually do a beauty routine now. So those products that she's linking out, there's a higher conversion now than ever. Right. So those are products that you can use in the now. So I would say as you're looking at affiliate revenue, look at look at the revenue that makes sense for things that will, people will be buying and clicking to use now yeah. versus what you're going to wear to that spring wedding or fall wedding or now even now winter wedding. Right. Um, yeah. Again, going back to, 
outfit of the day. Today's the first day I actually put on pants with a zipper. Like I've been living in loungewear for the past, yeah. you know, two mm-hmm. weeks. Like yeah. you should be posting about loungewear. Everybody is, you know, organizing their home. Like I think in terms of affiliate revenue, they need to look at what, what is the audience buying now? Yeah. And then in terms of how are they looking at branded partnerships, um, coming up with creative concepts that, that brands could layer into. Yeah. Um, days of like, I love my Olay. Like it has to be more creative. So right. coming up with creative concepts or series, then brands are like, Oh my gosh, I saw that someone just started this whole drinks with me series and they're, um, you know, talking to other influencers or they're hosting a house party on Belvedere. Maybe I can host that house party. Yeah. So come up with different, um, you know, series and ideas that brands, um, we'll see is interesting. Yeah. We're going to see a huge shift in lives because there's so many um, events that have been canceled and that will be canceled. So all of those budgets are going to be, um, you know, not all of them, but a portion of them will be reallocated. Like the brands aren't just going to completely turn off marketing budgets. So Mm -hmm. what does live look like in the new world? Yeah. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. these conferences um, are all going digital. So how are you creating live content? Next, I asked Risa what she's telling brands, because obviously this is a very tough time. Marketing dollars are evaporating. How is she talking to brands in the context of doing influencer marketing campaigns? The message to the brand partners is that engagement and conversion is higher than it's ever been. We're seeing talent have, you know, sometimes higher than 50% engagement than they did prior. We're seeing story views are up 20 to 50%. Um, we're seeing that the audience wants the branded and sponsored content between 80 and 95% of the audience, you know, mm-hmm. is voting yes that they want to see that type of content. So yeah. I say for brands, you know, don't, I feel like brands are so scared that the audience will rebel against the sponsored content so my advice for brands is don't be scared but also Mm -hmm. think creatively and you have to pivot what you were doing pre-covid and it it has to it has to it has to be and i feel like more than ever it has to be entertaining yeah um and that look at different types of influencers and different types of of platforms like tiktok is going to be a huge platform for brands right now um but, you know, it's definitely a scary time. And I'm also understanding still one thing I always say to brands, understanding what your KPIs are, because yeah. a lot of the campaigns that pre-COVID were maybe brand awareness for working with um, a launch of a new beverage company. And it was all about brand awareness. It's no longer about brand right. awareness. It's about driving to Amazon for sales. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe re, re, reevaluating what your what your KPIs and your goals are, because that will also impact who the, the influencer and the partners would be. Mm-hmm. And then try and figure out a way to, um, you know, make, make, make content live and, you know, choose two influencers to go live together, have that be on a media platform. There's going to be a lot more of of multiple pieces coming together versus influencer just living in a silo and putting paid behind it. And finally, to round out the topic, I asked her about rates. I wanted to hear what she's encouraging her influencers and her talent managers to do about rates, because obviously this is a very tough environment. It's competitive. People are worried. People are anxious. They want to make sure that they don't miss out on deals. And you're hearing from other sources and other people that you should be slashing your rates just to make sure you get jobs. I personally didn't agree with that recommendation, but I wanted to get her thoughts on it. 
I don't think that there's a percentage. I mean, the same way that when we price, we don't price off of an algorithm. So there's right. no way for us to say, you know, in the middle of a, of a crisis, we're going to reduce our rates by 20%. Yeah. We, that's just not realistic, yeah. but we do have to be nimble and it is going to be more of a competitive market. And, you know, there might need to be more deliverables as part of a contract sure. to really drive, you know, what brands are needing. But at the end of the day, influencers are still businesses and still brands themselves and they have overhead and they have teams and they, you know, they need to provide for their families. So I don't think that influencers should all of a sudden be working for free for brands that you know have have budgets um but we will have to be nimble and we'll have to think creatively and i also think that with you know this these new platforms of live and TikTok comes an opportunity to make maybe a scope of work more robust. So yep. maybe the budget isn't necessarily going down, but now we're adding on TikTok or adding on, you know, an integration into a live. So I think it's going to be a lot of thinking strategically, but I don't like the idea of saying that there's going to be this, yep. you know, mass reduction of 20 to 30% of rates, because also you have no idea what uh, goes into that influencer's content. And also Yes, we need to be nimble for rates, but we also need to look at the fact that now there is a higher reach, there is higher conversion, there is an additional value that comes with, you know, working with influencers and having them endorse your product and provide content that now you actually can't go out and produce content. I think that's another thing that we didn't talk about. All of these brands, you know, have ad agencies and have studios that are creating content for for them, but now they're all shut down. So can they use an influencer to actually create the content? Yes. Can they pull in an influencer to be a strategic partner and a consultant? Yes. I think brands are going to work with influencers in a different way. And then also on the entertainment front, you know, these, these studios and, um, you know, you think about all the shows that are in production, you look at, I, I don't know, The Bachelorette, they have to completely recast and start right. from scratch. Mm-hmm. But influencers are also in a really unique position that they can come up with entertainment properties and content that they don't need to go through layers of approvals right. in the studio. Mm-hmm. They can come up with a live concept and just launch launch a new platform. Yep. Um, so so there's also going to be kind of that shift too. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you can put a monetary value or a price reduction on that. I think that's a really great advice from Risa. Don't slash your rates preemptively. Have a conversation. It's going to be more of a consultative relationship now with brands because of the time we're in. So figure it out. Find something that works for everybody. Don't preemptively slash your rates because if a brand has budget, you should be getting paid for your work. And that's really important. The last part of our conversation centered around the movement that DBA and Risa have created called Small Business Big Influence. It's really awesome. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you head over to their Instagram. It's literally at Small Business Big Influence. I'm going to let Risa explain it here in a second, but basically it's about harnessing the power of influencers to help small businesses who really can't afford influencer marketing at this time. It's a great movement. I think it's a wonderful way to get involved as well if you're looking for ways to get involved. And I'll let Risa explain what it is, how it came about, and what the goals and motivations are behind it. 
the idea started Wednesday mm-hmm. and it was literally like Raina, our CEO is like, I want to do something with small business. Called up Chloe Digital. I said, I have this idea. We need to do it, but like it needs to be live by Monday. So we worked all weekend. We came with the hashtag and the whole point is to rally influencers to help to support these small brands. How do our influencers use their power and their voice to yeah. really make change? Phase one was the infographic on Monday that we launched yep. and phase two is more so about creating this movement about also how influencers like it doesn't even need to be like driving to sales it's like driving awareness for these brands so that once we come out of this crisis now they have a bigger audience we you know we've been having these brainstorms with our team of like what exactly does small business mean the way that i'm trying to rally the influencers to support the small businesses are the small businesses that don't have a budget to ever pay an influencer like would it in any position to do that mm-hmm. and now they're able to get this help from influencers okay, to it's almost like kind of like a shark tank like this influencer comes in they give their influence to this small small business and now the small business is able to take these new followers and once they're able to actually grow mm-hmm. um you know hopefully be in a better position than they were it really is a great initiative if you haven't already make sure you go check them out at small business big influence on instagram A big thank you to Risa and DBA for their leadership during this time. Risa, thanks so much for joining us today on the Influencer Business Podcast. Again, albeit a circuitous route, but it was great to have you. Some amazing insights from her. Really quickly, before I let you go, I think there are a few key things that you should take away from the conversations that I had with Risa. First and foremost, creativity. Right now, it's a very tough time, but It allows us to be creative, takes us back to the roots of this industry, not only in terms of the content that we're creating, but the partnerships that are coming about. Whether it's chefs working with fashion influencers or somebody like Jamie Beck, who's creating this movement around isolation creation, we're actually going to be interviewing Jamie Beck here in the next week about that. It's that the movement has now over 85,000 different submissions from across the world. It's really been incredible. So create, 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 and be creative, not just in the content that you're creating, but also in how you're approaching partnerships and brand deals. The second thing is you're going to have to be more consultative during this time. It's not going to be the easy sell that it was off the menu previously. You're going to have to be, again, creative and consultative with the brands that you're working with and with the partners that you have because you're going to have to lead them down this path and help them figure out how to navigate this time. You're in a position where you can do that because you are the content creator. There are a lot fewer places brands can go for content these days, and so when they come to you, you're going to have to work with them both on rates but also on vision to make sure you come up with something that works for everybody. And to flip the script a little bit, brands, reach out to influencers, reach out to talent managers, have those conversations because this will allow you to create content you might not have thought about otherwise. It'll allow you to reach your audience during this really tough time in unique and creative ways. So be thoughtful, be creative on the brand side, and be open to the input of influencers. And finally, the last thing I'll say is don't preemptively slash your rates. Again, it's going to be a conversation. You have to, yes, it's a tough time, but you also have to think about all the things that you have going for you as a creator. You're unique, you have an audience, and quite honestly, right now, you're simply open for business. There are so many studios, unfortunately, that have been shut down, and so there are far fewer places for brands to go to tell their story and to have people help them tell their story. So make sure you keep that in mind. Yes, you're going to have to be more nimble. Yes, it's competitive, 
you might have to make the scope of work more robust, but you have higher reach now than you've ever had. There's a lot better conversion vis-a-vis influencers than other marketing channels right now. Brands are having trouble going out and producing their own content. So it might be a more consultative sale, as I've said before, but don't just slash your rates. Have that conversation. Find something that works for everybody. With that, I'd like to thank you for joining us today on another episode of Influencer Business. If you need more help, if you need more resources, make sure you head over to Trove Business com. That's our website. We help influencers with the hard stuff. This is truly important now more than ever during this crisis. We're bringing you all the best resources as fast as we can so you can run your business more efficiently and you can make it through this tough time. Also, stay tuned for our next episode of Influencer Business. We're going to deviate from what we normally do. We're not going to talk business. We're going to talk creativity. We're going to have a fun episode with Jamie Beck, the photographer behind Ann Street Studio, and also the woman behind the movement, Isolation Creation. If you haven't checked out that hashtag on Instagram, go check it out. There are more than 85,000 submissions. Basically, when the lockdown started, Jamie said, I'm going to take the power back. All of my commercial projects might have been canceled, but I am going to create a new project every single day that we are in lockdown, and I'm going to take the power back and turn it into something positive. So if you're looking for a silver lining, if you want a great story, if you want a really compelling interview, she's a wonderful person, make sure you stay tuned for that next episode coming shortly. It's an awesome one. With that, I'd like to thank you again for joining us today in Influencer Business. I'm your host, Rich Gudlari, and we'll see you next time.